Okay. Which was the rebel group that... The KKK? Um, no. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. But not the Kukuk. <laughs> uh, the... Kataas-taas at kagalang-galang ang katipunan ng mga anak ng bayan. Yeah, that's the nice. one. That's a They were the ones who led us to... Indi- to who helped us um, get to independence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I learned a little bit about them when I went back last summer. Cool. Yeah. Cool. We went to Intramuros and did a... Uh, I don't know much about Intramuros, I just know it's the walled city. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, you should go there sometime. Nice, man. So, uh, you're out of breath. <laughs> a little. <laughs> you ran over from the, from the dorm? Well, from the tr- from the dumpster, because I had to throw the trash. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yep. I thought you had a longboard or something. Yeah, I did, but it's with my sister right now. Um, so. Yeah, your sister goes here as well? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I work with her. She's a writer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, dude, so, uh, did you watch the direct? Yes, dude. It was underwhelming for the, for a good 39 minutes. And then that last two minutes just started to, like, pick up everything. Like everything did, everything else did matter. Those last two minutes were the best thing that I've ever seen <laughs> in any Smash. Piranha? No, the story mode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what are your thoughts about the story mode? Hmm. What are your thoughts about the story mode? I think that it's gonna be one heck of a ride. Going, I mean, number one, it's Kirby. We start where we we start. One heck of a one heck ride. Well, it's, it's definitely going to be fun. That's his first creation. Sakurai's first creation is uh-huh. Kirby. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which is why I guess he was the one that survived. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching it early, I watched it live at 4. So, so did I. Are you serious? I woke up at 4 and watched right? it live. Give me a high five. <laughs> I, had, I had to like, I had to wake myself up at 3, 3.30. And, and then <laughs> immediately at 3.50, I'm like, okay, I'm, I got to wake up for the, for the direct... I had nightmares that I didn't wake up. <laughs> so, the, the reveal of the of the adventure mode was just awesome. I already knew that was gonna happen, though. Hmm. I already knew that was gonna happen. How? I'm sure you did. I just knew like there's always adventure mode besides Smash Four. Well, that yeah, it's a, it's the reason why Smash Four. They call it adventure mode in Melee. I don't think there's an adventure mode in N sixty four. It was, there was a classic mode. Classic. classic. It's, yeah. But it wasn't really a story or somewhere an, or an adventure mode at all. And, and yeah, I guess I guess it was an adventure mode in in uh, melee as well. But Subspace Emissary was really that good. That was a mm-hmm. real adventure mode. Yeah, that was like the real deal. But voice acting this this time though. And I was laughing Ooh. like, oh, they have voices. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it's like we have to take at least ten each. <laughs> <laughs> they all just get, they all just get Thanos. Yeah, the same. I was I was thinking that exact same thing. Like, immediately as soon as like, as soon as everybody died was dying, I was like, this is basically Infinity War, but with video game characters. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm interested to see um, how it plays out. How Infinity War is too plays out this December seventh. <laughs> Twenty eighteen has been a bad year for heroes. Yeah, keep dying <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's true. The year of the anti-hero, I guess. Deadpool. <laughs> Venom. Venom. Uh, Suicide Squad. No, that was last, <laughs> that was last year, and it was. That was last year, huh? Yeah. That's not gonna happen. 
felt like a lifetime ago. I remember seeing the the previews in the Philippines for Suicide Squad. It was interesting. I mean, I thought it could be... I watched it, thought it could be better. Had a little bit of fun, but I thought it could be better. Suicide? Yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah they, yeah, they totally went in there and changed everything up. Yeah. It's the studio. Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan. I never saw it. So. I saw it, and I was kind of bored. Oh, that sucks. I usually don't get bored during movies, either. Like... I'm one to like watch a superhero movie and be entertained by almost anything. That one just like I'm like, when is this gonna end? <laughs> that was like that. That was that was me for Ready Player One. Oh what? yeah, I wasn't yeah. even. No. Me for you. No, I will fight you because every bit of nostalgia there was like. <gasps> yeah. No. I mean, how could you not? No. The Iron Giant. Ooh. Gundam. Gundam. I can just watch those things if I miss them. Yeah, I know, but like the amazing thing, like it comes at it comes at you in full three D. Like, okay, yeah, 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 the fight so, scene was pretty cool. I have to admit, the nostalgia was on point, but I think that they did too much fan, um, mm-hmm. fan favor, and it made it like that was like the Spot star the of the movie, <laughs> and like yeah, it's like oh that that, that reference is that reference that this movie's so good, but in reality it wasn't very good. Was right. There was no Nintendo. Okay. References in that movie. There is a record though. There was no Nintendo references. Wait, what? Did you not notice any Mario's? Nope, there was none. No Donkey Kongs. Oh my gosh! How? Exactly. There's no Captain Falcons. That would have been so good on the race one. Like exactly. Somebody getting into an F Zero car. (laughs) Yeah. Dope. The Blue Falcon. There was none. Sorry. <laughs> that that they had, made me think. They had a lot of like, they had a big gap. They had a lot of like eighties and now video game references. Like they had like Overwatch and like Pac Man. Mm-hmm. They had like Halo assault rifles and like Spartans running around. But there was I, nothing in between. There was no like Castlevania. There was no Metal Gear. That's true. There was none of that. That made gap. That made real. There's not a single bit. Which is of funny because the movie takes place in the twenty forty. Uh huh. So who does it really? Who who the target audience? The eighties people, the now people. I think that people, the people who probably wrote it or did like the screenplay, were probably like eighties babies, like eighties kids. Yeah, but probably, they, like, they, they Overwatch. They appealing. But, but they, they probably were, did that to appeal to the new people. Yeah, the they weren't like the they don't have any nostalgia for the nineties. We do. Yeah. We lived through it. Barely. As kids. <laughs> Barely, well, barely remember the nineties. Everything I, I love is a product of the nineties. I do. It's called Cartoon Network. Yeah. The golden age of Cartoon Network. Oh, the good times. Yeah. What'd you like in Cartoon Network? Everything. Like what? Like Dexter's Lab, Mike Lou and Og, Car- Courage Cowardly Dog, I Am Weasel, um, Cow and Chicken. Wait, on that Kids Next Door is two thousands. Um, a lot more. Can't remember the others. SpongeBob. That was nineteen ninety. Yeah, but it's like Nickelodeon 90s. though. It's true. Fantastic show though. <laughs> it's SpongeBob, is like the birthplace of memes. That's like that's like how the meme generation was raised. SpongeBob <laughs> has like tons of one-liners. Yeah, this came out in nineteen ninety nine. Imagination. SpongeBob. Which what? SpongeBob. Came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Huh. I remember watching it for the first time. Texas Lab. 95, really? 
Didn't know that. That's why I grew up with it. Okay. All right. I love Decker's Lab. Mm-hmm. So, I got a question for you. Yeah. When was the first time you were absolutely blown away by a video game? Like, you were just like, this is amazing. Pokemon Crystal. Because I played through Fire Red. Oh, I, I played through Fire Red. Yeah. And I enjoyed, I loved Fire, Fire Red. I loved Kanto. And then I played Crystal. And of course, going from going from the new graphics to the old graphics, it took some getting used to. But after the whole game, and then you're like you're done, you you're done. And then somebody tells you to go to Tojo Falls, and I'm like, okay. And then I, you go past it, and you're like in Kanto. I'm like, no way, I get to go to Kanto. I get to go to Kanto. Yeah. That's when I was blown away by Crystal. I was like, this is a game. It gave me sixteen badges. Um, most of, the, almost every single Pokemon that I know. You get a fight to leave four twice. Yep, that, that's when I, f- I was first amazed by a video, a video game. Yeah, you're just like, wow, like. How about you, dude? Um, I don't know. I was thinking about it, and two video games came to mind. Um, but I think the second I was more amazed. What really got me into video games, I think, was Pokemon Ruby. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what the game that really amazed me, like I just sat back and I'm like, this is so good, was when I first played through Ocarina of Time. And that was that was late on in my life. Was that on the 64? No, I didn't play it through it on the 64. You played it on a 3DS? <laughs> no. GameCube. Oh, oh, wow. So I played through it when I was in middle school at the end of my middle school um on gamecube so like 2008 2009 Uh this is it was released in what 98 yeah so it was 10 years later and i i sat down and i played this game and i was like played through it and i'm like wow this is like i was thoroughly impressed with it as a video game and that's only happened a few times for me ocarina of time um Breath of the Wild, and I would say um, The Last of Us. I was completely blown away by Breath of the Wild. From the first... Mo- I, I took a back... I, I didn't look at... I, I knew what was going on before I, bu- I bought the game, but I didn't look at any at anything. Like I only knew the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. And then I stopped watching. And when I f- first played it, and when the whole thing sprawled out, I was like, this is beautiful. And that was just the Great Plateau. Yeah. And when I realized that I could go anywhere, I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> I was blown away. And like that map's got to be 50 times bigger than the Great Plateau. Mm-hmm. And I thought the Great Plateau was already big. <laughs> I thought it was big. It is great. It is a plateau. <laughs> I think for me, what blew me away was probably Halo 3 when it, when it came out in 2007. Like that. It was the first time I really had an Xbox Live to be able to play with my cousins and friends. And like I played Halo 1 and 2 with my cousins, and so the story was already set. Everybody was waiting for the finale, right? Halo 3? Finished the fight, the marketing for that game. Oh my gosh. Best. The marketing? Yeah, if you look it up, it's like super. Uh, oh yeah, the. Inspiring. The. the like uh, believe. What's it called? The. Uh, uh, 
cinematic trailer for it. Yeah, cinematic trailers were cool. Really there was like good. a model. There's like old men, like I guess like World War Two veterans talking about the war. Yeah, and, like, yeah, it was really inspiring to be like this game is gonna be good. And when it came out, it was fantastic. Multiplayer was fantastic. People still talk about it. Yeah, people still play it. When I went and visited Flynn, yeah, at his house, a guy we served with, <laughs> we played Halo Three. Still a good game. Yeah. I've never yeah. played it. It's fun. I I played a little bit of it. I dabbled a little, not very much. I'm not very good at all, but it was that moment in like 2007 to like 2010 where it was like everyone was playing it. We used to play yeah, in my times. high school. We used to play Halo on. We so somebody had downloaded Halo onto a flash drive, wow. and everybody had oh. flash drives in the school. And we would like be in like one of our classes, and the teacher would walk out of the room, and we'd plug our flash drive in and play Halo <laughs> with each other. And like I had never been exposed to Halo, but I loved playing it. It was Halo One. Yeah, Halo and One is like this is Fantastic so much fun. Um, yeah, man. I I for wanted it was it was Halo for you guys. It was like Pokemon, which is cool. No, mine was no. Our oh, yours was a uh, Ocarina of Time. You know what? When I first played it, I played that. In the summer of 2014. Okay. That game, when I when I finished it, it actually made me sad. Yeah, because there's no more. It was like, well, wow, I went through this adventure. There's you know? Majora's Mask, but... Yeah, Majora's no, Mask like, really good. I only had access to Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And when like Zelda sends you back to your timeline, it's like, oh, dude, like, it's over. Your adventure is done. Like, I was just Until the sad. next game. And then like the fairy leaves, and you're like, oh, bye, even though you annoyed me. You know how I felt that... The game that I felt that way with? What? Celeste. I never played that. Have you heard of Celeste? I, I have. It's on my it's on my wish list. I haven't bought it yet, but is it good? It's really good. It's a it's a two D platformer. Um, very very simple design. Yeah. Um, it's it's only got a couple levels. It's a, it's a indie game. It was only like ten or fifteen bucks. Maybe it was twenty, but it was one hundred percent worth it. And like. Just like the music and the character development and the stage designs, I just like beat this game after yeah. a week or two of playing it. And I was like, I want like to play. I want more of this game. It was so good. And then good thing is is like, like Crystal, like you were talking about earlier, it has a lot of post game um, content. So it's like they put so much work into it that you could tell that like. It, it, it's a masterpiece. It's like Ocarina of Time in that, like, you know the developers put everything they had into it. Yeah. Or, like, Breath of the Wild. You know that they put everything they had into it. Ocarina of Time has Koji Kondo. He's a composer for those games. For every game, actually. And really? It is for every Zelda game. It is... He is one of the reasons why I have... I love Zelda. Because that... That theme song got me hooked when I first played. Were you in the start menu? Yes. Yeah, the start exactly. menu. Exactly. Playing no, Ocarina. Don't play. like, we'll get torn down. <laughs> and I was like, that's so good. And then I started playing the other games, and you start to hear um, the main theme a lot, and I was like, this is a great main theme. And I just, I just loved every single moment of playing any Zelda game with, with the music. And then Breath of the Wild comes in, and they don't use it at all much. They do use it, but when they use it, it's absolutely effective, particularly in the epilogue. Spoilers to anyone who hasn't played a 1.5-year-old game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you... Uh, 
one of the Zelda games that I don't think gets enough love is Skyward Sword. Yeah, people hate it, man. You ever played it? I have actually played it. I've never finished it, but I have played it. I did watch an entire dub of the whole thing. And, and I love the story. Wow. Yeah, it's a good story. I love the story. So you're a fan of it? Yeah. I was a huge fan of that game. I When I first saw the shell shading um, art and like the way that you controlled um, mm-hmm. Link, you know, with the sword, it kind of looked like janky. But you don't even notice while you're playing. And the story, and it's the first, I believe it was the first fully orchestrated Zelda game. Was it? I believe so. Oh, that makes um, sense. Fact check me. But I just remember listening to the music. It was beautiful. The, the character designs were awesome. Um, a lot of people complained that it was too linear. But it, it was... <laughs> yeah. It was, like, different from what Breath of the Wild was. Because it was an exploration game. like Kind of like a sur- pseudo-survival game, I guess. Mm-hmm. But this was, like... Yeah, you're right. It was uh, the first... This is Wikipedia. At first for the Zelda series, the music was performed using a live orchestra wow. rather than a synthesized instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Breath of the Wild, even though it was linear, it was almost like... It's like chips and salsa. Right? Oh. Like chips are good, but like, when you're eating chips and salsa, the chip is just... A vehicle. The vehicle for the salsa. <laughs> like, the, I don't the, get this. The gameplay was just a vehicle for the story, because the story was beautiful and it was the it was Legend of Zelda pretty much the origin story because you create the Master Sword in it, and before that there was no Master Sword it was the Goddess Sword. It is the first game in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, the first game chronologically in the series. Currently, chronologically, yeah. they might release one before it too. Who knows? What amazed me the most when I when I played through it and when I watched the uh, the dub, um, it was it was the it was the ballad of the goddess, because I heard it and I was like this is a great song, oh. and then I and then I read that it's actually Zelda's lullaby backwards, yeah, and that blew my mind and how you could you already have a great song. And then you reverse it and it becomes something triumphant, which is which fits the game because what you're trying to do in Skyward Sword is you're trying to uh, wake her up. Yeah. As compared to Zelda's lullaby, she's going to sleep, but you're trying to wake her up and it fits. Oh, yeah. Because Zelda doesn't realize that she's Zelda. Yep. Oh, and you're literally trying to wake her up after she's in the cocoon. Yeah. Spoilers yeah. to anyone who hasn't played a six-year-old game. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it. Sorry. Dude, it's so good. I would... I would buy, I'd buy a Wii to play it again. I, when I, I, I have a Wii. The, oh, yeah, that's right. Works, you showed me. Yeah. But I, I don't have anything, but I'm so willing to buy... Um, I'm so willing to buy Skyward Sword just to play and finish the whole thing through myself. As well as by the one with the actual um, 25th anniversary CD. Yeah. Just to have it for myself. Oh, that's what, that's what I have. <laughs> I have the 25th anniversary. I have three Wii's in Salt Lake, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I, whenever I see a Wii at a garage sale, I buy it. <laughs> 20XX machine. You know, um, Melee? Yep. So there's, there's a game called 20XX. Um, and it's like a mod of Melee. So, like, it's pretty much the same mechanics, but it's set up more, like, um, 
for tournament play and more for tournament um Man. for practicing for tournaments. Is this pre- is this Project M? No, it's it's different. Project M was a mod and they actually modded the uh they took Brawl and they modded it to make it like melee. But this is just melee with melee com- mechanics. But they drop a lot of things like for example in the version of twenty XX that I have, they um, you know the screen after the battle where everybody's clapping and it shows your stats? Yep. It skips skips that screen. As soon as you as soon as you boot it up, it goes straight to the character select screen. And oh. It, and it sets up tournament rules immediately. So tournament rules are eight minutes, four stock. And then when you go to the the stage select screen, it's only tournament legal stages. So you just click start and then it goes to a random stage. So it's just for like practice somebody trying to be a pro and practicing yeah and there's a lot of things that you can change about it that shows like it shows like hit boxes hurt boxes wow. um some different like colors you flash a certain color if you land attack mm-hmm. and if you don't land or if you land if you do a certain technique correctly it'll flash different colors if you don't do it correctly so it's really like a training pack um but if, the reason why i was talking about it is because the we is the best thing to run 20XX pretty much. Um, I mean, other than a computer, which is okay, but because you, you can jailbreak the Wii mm-hmm. and you can get this full 20XX version that I was talking about on the Wii, but you can't get the full version on the, on the computer? Um, GameCube. Oh. So you need a Wii for it. Well, the, be- the good thing about the Wii is it actually reads GameCube games. Yeah, yeah. So. And you can jailbreak it and you can download a program that it burns the disk onto the hard drive. So you can oh. put in a disk and then just store it on the hard drive and play it whenever. How big is the hard drive of the Wii? I forgot. You can always put a micro SD in it. Oh. Yeah. So you could get you could get a four hundred dollar or four hundred dollar four hundred gigabyte micro SD for hundred and something if you really wanted to and put, put all the GameCube want. games put whatever you want on there <laughs> you can put anything on there from Wii to or from NES to Wii I still have room I still have probably, room probably yeah I still have lots well, of room well NES and the SNS the, and NES and the Super Nintendo it's just super ha ha it's really small <laughs> it's the file small. size <laughs> that's true they're like on floppy disks <laughs> I, I went through floppy disks. Really? Like, I used them for class. How old are you? I'm 24. Oh, really? We're all 24 in this room. Yeah. The, well, you have to remember, I live in the, Phil- I live yeah. in the Philippines, and I had nothing but... Um, we, for, for a good amount of time, our computers were um, Pentium 4 for about six years or so. Mm-hmm. And so, and that carried over to the days when we already have, like, really, really good uh, um, processors. And for a good amount of time, our computer could only read floppy disks. Yeah. So I, so I grew up with the small floppy disks, the, the ones that, could, that are only about three or five megabytes. So, I, and all I had on, on there was just documents and stuff. And then my dad comes home one day, and he's like, hey, 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 guess what I have? I'm like, what? It's, uh, people are calling it USBs. I'm like, what is it? It's basically 10,000 floppy disks <laughs> in this one. And I was like, oh. no way. And I saw it, I was like, this is 10,000 floppy disks? <laughs> 
that is how I describe my te- my, my my technology in my childhood. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I still remember my dad's a, a draftsman, so he used a lot of like. Time so we gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him right now actually. Cause we're at we're at nine thirty right now. Are we? Mm-hmm. Give me a second. I'll be right back. All right. We'll continue. Yeah. <laughs> so, 